0: This ain't Jump. This ain't Slam. The name of this record is Bounce.
1: What's up, everybody? Jack Maloney back with Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Network with my guy Taylor Smith. We're here for our special season preview podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Last year they, uh, 50 and 32, seventh place in the West, lost in the first round to the uh, Houston Rockets. Um, They brought in Darren Williams, uh, Zaza, JaVale, and uh, Samuel Dallenbert After they missed out on on DeAndre in that fiasco over the summer, um, they lost Monte Ellis and Rajon Rondo, which obviously a failed experiment. Uh, and then they got Justin Anderson um, in the draft. So I guess I guess we should just get it out of the way and talk a little bit about the the DeAndre thing, because um, that was I mean. Just a complete disaster. I, we we kind of talked about it on the the Clippers one. I think Taylor, you're actually on that podcast, but I don't know. It doesn't hurt to talk about it again because that was hilarious. Um, it was <laughs> like,
0: the highlight of the offseason for
1: sure. Like, do you, do you really think? Like, you remember like those reports where it was like Cuban is like driving around like he can't find DeAndre's <laughs> house? Like, like really? Like, you really think? Cuban, like, didn't know where the dude was living, just, like, driving around like a madman. (laughs) I I could
0: see Cuban driving around like a madman, but (laughs) sadly, that report, I think, came from Chris Broussard, so (laughs) probably not what actually happened,
1: but
0: it was still unbelievable just because, so, he signs with the Mavericks, allegedly, or agrees with the Mavericks. Right, yeah, yeah. And then we kind of hear Mark Stein like, oh, well, uh, the Clippers are having a last-minute meeting with DeAndre Jordan. And it made it seem like the Clippers were the ones that were trying to, like, block him at the last second. Yeah. And all the emoji stuff happened, which we talked about on the Clipper one, like you said. And then they're barricading him in the house and not letting the (laughs) Mavericks or Dan Fagan family Parsons. Nobody can get in the house. And uh, it's a hostage situation with DeAndre. (laughs) I don't know. It was insane and awesome for all the wrong reasons for Mavericks fans and it's really awful for them, but I don't know, it's tough to imagine a bigger nut kick than what they got with that whole saga. Oh uh, yeah. They recovered by getting Zaza. Nothing wrong with Zaza, but he's not DeAndre. No. <laughs> Samuel Dollander.
1: Um, yeah, it definitely it definitely seemed initially like doc rivers or or blake or somebody was just like desperately like yeah. co- like like pleading with him basically like give it like giving another thought like we need you back and like right. really it turned out like didn't like a few weeks ago it was like deandre was like snapchatted doc rivers son and was like right. tell your dad to call me like <laughs> what yeah he yeah.
0: snapchatted not austin yeah like the other, other one <laughs> Like, wow, DeAndre's like closer with Doc Rivers' non Clipper son, than he's <laughs> Austin Rivers. Yeah. Kind of sad for Austin Rivers, but yeah, at the time we're just like, oh man, the Clippers are so embarrassing and desperate. Like, look at them trying to like crawl back to DeAndre and get him back, but that wasn't the case. And then the Mavs are just kind of like, what? Yeah. What the hell's going on? Like, <laughs>
1: uh.
0: suddenly going back to them and not even talking to us out of nowhere. Yeah, that's. And he told Far Cuban he was on a date, but he was actually with Blake Griffin. <laughs> was the story? That's it was so like, bizarre. Like we need a thirty-three 30 on that for sure.
1: Yeah, we definitely do. That it's like it's so awesome about the media today. Like that's that's something you wouldn't have heard. Like any of that, it would no. just like if there wasn't Twitter. If this was like twenty years ago. It's probably like, what like, like DeAndre like decided to go back to the Clippers and everyone just be kind of like, oh like that's kind of weird like, but okay I g- right. I guess he just changed his mind and like you never you don't have the like, hour by hour like breakdown of like humans driving around like there's like <laughs> supposedly like on a date but like he's really being held hostage or like <laughs> yeah that that was a top. Like, honestly, like, a top-ten moment in, like, the league probably, like, the last few years. Like, it had nothing to do with the game.
0: It is absolutely the best thing that Twitter has ever done. <laughs>
1: um, but, and yeah, it so... Moments.
0: It was perfect.
1: So, like you said, they... At that point, there was, like, almost nothing left for them to do. Like, they're, it's yeah. not like they could have gone out and signed... Like, it's not like they could have... Gone and made a pitch for Lamarcus, like, I, mean, I don't remember the exact timeline, but, like, that was their one shot, like, they went after DeAndre, and looked like they had him, and then, I mean, once you miss like that, it kind of sets you back, because what, you, now you have Zaza, like, you need to go, you need a center, you need someone to play, and so, like, you get Zaza, who, I love Zaza, but, I mean, come on, All right He's not DeAndre Jordan, and, but now you don't have, like, if you get Zaza as your backup, like, that's, that's fantastic. And now, now you have, like, Samuel D'Alembert and JaVel McGee, like, who weren't even, like, I don't even think they were on teams at the end of last year. Like. No, they weren't. It's, it's quite, quite a shift. Like, I don't know what the, like, you know how they have, you know how, like, sometimes during, during games they'll show you the. You know, like win prediction, like percentages or whatever, and like it's that graph, and it'll go like sometimes like a crazy yeah. comeback, and like all of a sudden it just like shoot down. I feel like that's what their like win, win probability or win projection was, just like on the DeAndre Jordan signing, and then like a few days later it just shoots down like at least you know like ten fifteen wins, right? Like yeah, it's a huge swing.
0: Um, the thing. Going into the offseason, it was like, okay, they got Tyson. They traded for him again. He's on a one-year deal now. I guess this contract was expiring or whatever. And then it's Uh like, well, either they'll get him back or they'll get a younger version of him, Jordan. But then on the first day of free agency, Tyson's like, I'm going to go to Phoenix. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's DeAndre or bust. Right. And it worked out for them at first. It's like, oh, good, we got DeAndre. So we don't really need Tyson anymore. But then... It all created for them, and they were left scrambling, and I don't think they did badly in the offseason otherwise. I think no. they possibly upgraded with Darren Williams at point guard, maybe.
1: I mean, and Wesley
0: Matthews, I think, is better than Monte Ellis, but we're just getting into all these question marks the Mavs have, and right. it seems like it's all going to just, I don't know, you can't really predict what they're going to do because they have so many question marks.
1: Right. It's it's one thing if if everyone was healthy that like they I don't know that they'd necessarily make the playoffs but they'd certainly be a problem for teams like if you have a healthy West Matthews a healthy Chandler you know a healthy Dirk but and Parsons isn't isn't gonna play all of preseason Wesley Matthews is not gonna be ready I don't know what his timeline is but he's not he's not playing all eighty two games for them. Um, and even when he comes back, is not is not going to be the same player he was at least right away. And so, you mean like if you're if you're starting the season without without West or Parsons, like you're looking at rolling out, you know, Darren Williams, Devin Harris backcourt with like Justin Anderson as your three. Like, I mean, man, that's yeah. that's that's rough especially when you don't have a bench, really. I mean, like, your backup point guards are J.J. Beret and Raymond Felton, and that's like, that's like considering that Darren Williams is semi-productive. Like, he might be a disaster, and what do you think? Like, you don't have a point guard. Like... Yeah. I.
0: You have no point guard. Your shooting guard, who should have been an upgrade of Monte, has... It's okay. They have... Chandler Parsons and Wesley Matthews are, like, their Mm young-ish appealing players but Parsons had some kind of micro fracture which is pretty serious and Matthews had an Achilles which is also super serious right? and history shows both of those are super hard to come back from in the NBA Matthews is going to be 29 soon which Mm -hmm. I can't believe but he's older than he seems it just seems like I don't know like what's their plan after this like they have Dirk I love Dirk I'm a Total Dirk apologist, and I think he can still be a useful player. But without Parsons and Matthews, it's just Dirk on offense and yeah. then a bunch of nothing. And Dirk, we saw in the playoffs, he was totally exploited on defense against right. the Rockets. And they might be the worst defensive team in the NBA at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, Darren Williams doesn't play defense. Like, I mean, Dirk can't really, Dirk tries, but yeah, he's just not the same player. Like uh, Justin Anderson's a rookie. I mean, if he's starting at the, the three, like that's really rough. The, I mean, was he supposed to go guard like James Harden? Like, come on, that's it's <laughs> not fair. I mean, and then and then when you go to the bench, like you're looking at like your bench unit is like Charlie V J.J. Berea, John Jenkins, and Sam D'Alembert. Like, that's... Yeah. What? What are you doing? Like, what are you going to do that's...
0: Honestly, even at full strength, Parsons isn't a very good defender, at least not yet. It seems like he's probably not going to ever be that great. And Weston Matthews is a good defender, but Achilles. So who knows how he'll recover from that. Saza is more of an offensive-minded center. The only real plus defenders you would see on the roster are Devin Harris, who's kind of older now, and uh, pre-injury Weston Matthews. Yeah. It's going to be really sad just because they had their hopes up so high. I know. They're all (laughs) rejoicing and partying about DeAndre, and then all the way down to this.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like it sets you back even more than this year, like, Obviously, this year is gonna be rough without DeAndre, but if you sign DeAndre and you have DeAndre West Matthews, and Parsons, that's a decent core to move forward like yeah. Dallas is a big market you might be able to get someone else to to come there and now I mean now like what are you doing moving forward like this year they're probably gonna be good enough to to where they're not getting a top five pick just because. You got Dirk, and, like, Zaza is a very competent player. You know, Parsons and Matthews come back, like, they're going to probably drag him to 30 wins. And that's not going to be bad enough for, you know, a real, you know, a real, like, franchise-changing player in the draft. So now you're, like, it's basically just a wasted year. And, you know, that's yeah. another another year Wes Matthews is older. Like, I mean... You're gonna have to try to find a point guard in some way or another. Like I uh, I don't know, Dirk eventually is gonna retire, but I don't know what this Mavericks team does. You know, I guess you just rely on Cuban to throw money at someone, I guess, is the plan. Like what Yeah,
0: and that hasn't really worked yet. Like no. they've been all in on the top free agents for like the last five years and they have Nobody. Darren Williams as a buyout to show for it,
1: like yeah, like they were trying to get Darren Williams to come, like when people thought he was still good, like yeah. now he's washed up and he finally shows up. But yeah, I don't know because, like you said, yeah, they struck out on everybody. Even they finally, you finally thought they got somebody in DeAndre, and he, yeah, he turns his back. Like I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like people. Like, everyone kind of talks about Cuban being, like, a player's owner and whatever, but it doesn't seem like anyone on the outside actually wants to ever join. Right. Um. And
0: this is the downside of punting on the draft for, like, a decade straight. Not that late first-round picks typically work out, but they would sell their picks, they would trade picks, they would draft Euros that would never show up. You know, it's... They've been wasting draft picks forever, and now that the prime of Dirk is in the rearview mirror. Right. They've lost the other pieces that helped them win their 2011 title. It's kind of just, this is the reality going forward, is after whiffing on DeAndre, it's like, should they tank? Like, they can't really tank the end of Dirk's career, because that's really sad. Plus, their coach is way too good to tank. They have, like, the second best coach in the NBA, I think. yeah. Which is probably why they'll be dragged to thirty wins. Which is probably why they won't get a top five pick. So right. it's a weird. They're in such a weird transition phase. They won fifty games a year ago, but I know there's it's, a zero percent chance they snip that at all this year. Right.
1: It's just. I mean, the West, like the West, is so brutal that like <laughs> you win fifty games. Like fifty games is a lot of games to win, and there is zero yeah. percent chance they like were even winning the first round. <laughs> like,
0: right. Yeah. Like they were totally like the Rockets matchup for them wasn't horrible, but they got beat five games. Yeah. It wasn't a very close you know,
1: like series. you, you win fifty games. Like that's just so devastating, to like, win, f- <laughs> to win fifty games and just know like, yeah, it's over. This is it.
0: Yeah, the Nets <laughs> won thirty-eight, and they won more playoff games in the first round. Nets did.
1: It yeah. 51. And I.
0: No, the door is open for them just because the bottom, the middle of the West is so questionable. Like if all breaks right and Parsons comes back early and Matthews comes back early, there's a chance. And maybe they can swing some deal for some useful player
1: somehow
0: in the middle of the season. And maybe Jeremy Evans can be something and Justin Anderson (laughs) is a good rookie and John Jenkins finally gets a chance and proves he's decent. They just need way too much to go well right. just to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like if everything broke perfectly, they'd still win like 40
1: games. Yeah, it's like best case scenario is the Jazz don't take a next step. Phoenix doesn't do anything. Um, Sacramento's combusts and they somehow slide into the eighth seed and For that, you get murdered by the Warriors in four games. Like, it's there's not a lot of upside in in Dallas, and there's like there's really it's not like it's not like you're Denver where like yeah we're gonna be bad but we got Moody to like look forward to. Like, I mean, I guess it's just celebrating the end of Dirk's career, but I don't know. I feel like this is kind of gonna be a sad season for for the Mavericks
0: seems like it will be, and the incentive for the 8-seed is not even that great, because right. <laughs> it's not like the 2013 Rockets where they just got Harden, and Beverly showed up, and they got the 8-seed, and they're playing the Thunder, and it's like, alright, this is the start of something, and they going to going up. Like, if the Mavs get the 8-seed, like, Matthews is almost 30, Dirk's almost 40, Zaza is 31, all the guys that got them there are you know, kind of right in the middle of their prime or past the prime it's not like they're building towards something by getting right. the 8th seed it's more like oh well we could have just been terrible instead of getting the 8th seed and we would have at least gotten a lottery pick Yeah. or a high lottery pick they're getting a lottery pick because we are not making the playoffs <laughs> but I don't know it is really depressing because Turk's so fun and right you stuck with them forever through all their 50 win seasons that amounted to nothing yeah but I guess that's what happens when you roll the dice.
1: Right. I mean, they got their title at least. Yeah. You know, for Dirk, that I don't think anyone really, you know, kind of expected that, but they did get that one title, so that was you know good for for Dallas. But I don't think they're getting another one this year. (laughs) That'd be quite a shocking story. (laughs) Yeah. That. That would deserve.
0: Go into the Hall of Fame today, (laughs) or that day, if they
1: win the title. Uh, I think that's a that's a wrap on the Mavericks. Sorry if it was if it was too depressing for you, Mavericks fans out there. But that's I'm Jack. That's my guy Taylor. Here's our boy DJ Latino playing us out. Catch you guys later. This ain't
0: jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is bounce.